besties. Welcome back to the Healthy Girl Podcast. The Healthy Girl Podcast was on a little bit of a break this summer. If you follow along on Instagram, you know I've been working on a very big passion project. Now I can't tell you what it is yet, unfortunately. I'm not trying to tease you guys. I'm just not allowed to talk about it yet, but I promise you it's something that you all have been asking for for a really long time. And this summer was the summer that I poured my heart into this project and I absolutely cannot wait to tell you what it is. But the Healthy Girl podcast is back. Now that I'm done with this project, I can focus on the podcast again and talking to you guys every single Tuesday. I am excited for this season of the Healthy Girl podcast because I want to have all different kinds of conversations around health, wellness, being your best self, um, and just and just bringing you all different kinds of interesting guests. I'm so excited for this first episode because I had Dini Klein. She is a genius because she's the founder of the Prep and Rally Meal Prep System where she basically teaches people how to cook for one hour out of the week on a Sunday night, for example, and then that hour gives you an entire week of delicious meals. So it's even more exciting because today her cookbook actually comes out. So you guys are going to be able to order her cookbook that actually teaches you this amazing meal prep system. This woman, she's a mom of three. She's now a cookbook author. Uh, but she is basically the queen of meal prep, and I wanted you guys to hear from her because she has been meal prepping since, I, I believe she told me, like 2015. And if you're going to learn about meal prepping, you're going to learn it from Dini because she is truly, truly the genius behind how to meal prep efficiently, effectively, how to save time in the kitchen. She also has amazing, tangible kitchen tips and tricks that I even learned about. I told her, I'm like, I genuinely learned so much from this episode after talking to you, even as a food blogger, someone who's in the kitchen all the time. She just has these little kitchen hacks and cooking tips that are so beyond helpful. So you guys are going to love, love, love this episode if you want to learn how to master meal prepping and to save time in the kitchen. And if you want to eat healthy, but you also don't have a ton of time to be cooking uh, and you want to still eat yummy, healthy meals throughout the week, you're going to love, love, love this episode. So without further ado, let's welcome Dini to the podcast. Hi, Dini. Welcome to the Healthy Girl Podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me, Danielle. How are you? I'm good. You guys, we had some really bad technical difficulties. We're now like 35 minutes past when we're supposed to start. So we've just been like chatting away, but we're finally ready to talk and hang out. I'm so excited to have you on because I feel like we haven't well, I haven't had someone on who's been like the queen of meal prep before. And this is, you know, I've had maybe people talk about tips for it, or maybe I've shared some tips, but this is really like your bread and butters is helping people be efficient with their time and learn how to cook and make easy meals, but also save time by prepping your food in advance, but also having interesting meals too, and not just eating like the same boring thing every day. So before we get into all that, I just want to ask you like, when did your love for cooking start? It's so interesting because I have an art background. Um, so I've always loved painting and drawing and sewing and singing and I play piano. So really everything on the right side of the brain. 
everything on the left side, forget about it. Um, so everything creative and I really got into fashion throughout high school, went to FIT thinking I wanted to do fashion design. And then I had a major career change, did not want anything to do with the fashion industry. And I realized that food is so creative and artistic. And I was always making fruit platters and yummy, delicious salads at home for my family, um, like growing up. And I, yeah, I was like, let me see if I can make this happen. I started watching the Food Network and become obsessed with it. And that's what got me into food hosting and started this whole food path. I was obsessed with the Food Network, too. Who was your favorite person Jada to watch? De Laurentiis. How about you? Oh, my God. Yeah, mine was like Rachel Ray slash Jada. I feel like just the two of them. It was like earlier 2000s. It was just the prime of Food Network and... Rachel yes. would make her 30 minute meals and Jada was making like these yummy Italian meals at home. And exactly through high school, Rachel Ray was like my girl, like in college, it was more about Jada. And that's kind of like what I really wanted to, to be. Also, she started as a private chef. So that was really like th that trajectory that I was really going for. Uh, but Rachel Ray was like throughout high school, my mom and I would always sit in the kitchen and watch her. So she was really a big part of just getting creative and having fun in the kitchen, keeping things simple. Um, yeah, and it's fun. I'm like, I just recorded something for her show yesterday. And I was like, oh, my goodness, like, it's crazy how that's that's what I used to watch growing up. And that's what really inspired all of this. Um, just watching the Food Network. It's amazing. What a dream. So when did that shift happen between you studying fashion and then changing over to food? So um, while I was in FIT, I was just so turned off the whole fashion industry. Um, and then I did this little culinary program over the summer once I graduated to see if that was what I really wanted to do. Did that for two months, which was their summer course. And then they hooked me up with an externship at the Prime Grill restaurant in New York. Did that for about six, six months. Um, and then while I was working there, somebody actually reached out to the school to see if they uh, had a private chef that they could recommend um, who was living in Manhattan. So they recommended me and I, yeah, I jumped on the opportunity and I started cooking for the family. And that's what started the whole private chefing and got, got it all started. I feel like being a private chef, it sounds really glamorous, but it actually sounds pretty stressful to me. Can you talk about that experience a little bit? Yeah, so it definitely, <laughs> it sounds super glamorous because you're cooking in these fancy kitchens and everything and these fancy events, but there is nothing glamorous about it. You're running around like crazy. You're running around the grocery stores. You know, it could be all weather. It could be pouring like crazy. It could be snowing and you are just hustling away, running around, trying to make it all happen. And I did that for eight years. And that's why I really came up with the prep and rally system because I was cooking for everyone else and coming home to an empty fridge and a very hungry family. So I had to get creative and I had to start cooking for uh, my own family. So I would prep on Sunday and I would prep these staples so that I could just assemble them to quick and easy meals all week long. Um, and that was the prep and rally concept, prepping eight or so staples at the start of the week. And then you take those staples and creatively mix and match them into four different dinners all week long. And it was working for me. And I was like, this must work for other people as well. So, okay. So how long have you actually been doing this system yourself? Um, so I've been doing it, I would say since 20, maybe 15. We launched in 2018, but yeah, I would guess 2014, 2015, like in the middle of my private chefing. Um, that's really when I got started with it. And when did you start posting on social media? So that happened. We were actually, we were living in New York and then we moved to Florida. 
um, just to escape the cold. And I was just kind of over in New York. Um, so we moved to Florida, lived there for about six months before my husband got a job opportunity out here in LA. So we, we picked up and moved, but that whole time we were in Florida, I was developing the prep and rally system. So it really took leaving New York and getting that clean break from the private chefing to really just stop it and move into this next venture, which was this digital meal prep subscription service. Okay, so so yeah, so let's just dive into your whole system because I think it's genius. So you said before you make eight staples at the beginning of the week. Can you uh, maybe give some examples of what that might be? Yeah, so it's a, let's say a thing of quinoa, a double batch of grilled chicken, um, two different dressings. It could be, um, you know, two different side dishes. So you're basically prepping these staple dishes. And then the broccoli goes into an egg roll one day and a grain bowl the next day. And the chicken turns into a fajita one day and a chicken pot pie the next day. And there are always ways to switch things up, make it work for different diets. You can always make it work no matter what. And that's what I really push in the cookbook and on the website is mixing and matching and really modifying to make it work for everyone. It's all about one meal for the whole family with small modifications to make it work for everyone. So it sounds like, okay, so you make these like very simple things like rice, quinoa, chicken, maybe if you're vegan, you're doing tofu or a chickpea or something. Mm -hmm. And then, so you're doing the bulk of your cooking, but then, I mean, you're still making like new meals out of it, but you're not, there's not as much that goes into it, as much time that goes into it because the main things are already cooked. Exactly. So some nights you're literally just like warming things up. Other nights you're taking the chicken that's already marinated and you're actually grilling it. Uh, Maybe at the end of the week, usually by Thursday, it's a vegan or vegetarian option. Um, So you're not eating the chicken that you've cooked on Sunday. So usually you're done with all of that by Wednesday. Um, And on Thursday, you're taking the roasted vegetables from Sunday or the sauteed vegetables and you're turning it into a frittata. You're turning it into, um, you know, it could be an enchilada or it could be a pizza. So that's kind of how we get through the week. And then if you're doing fish, fish is usually served on Monday. So I really give all my tips and tricks to help you get through the week with ease, help you think smart and strategically about how and when to serve your food, how to store your food, what lasts longer, what you should serve first. And then even while you're prepping on Sunday, I want you in and out of the kitchen as fast as possible. So some people are like, oh, you must love cooking, which is why you wrote a cookbook. And yes, while I do love the creative process, I don't think anybody likes to slave in the kitchen all week long, especially when they're making dinner or cooking for a party. Like that's just not fun. So my goal is always to get you in and out of the kitchen as quickly as possible. And to do that, it's all about time management. So it's figuring out which things you can prep first. You want to make your soup first and then you want to make your chicken and then you want to make the grain. You want to make your dressings and marinades last because those don't have to actually cool before you put them away. So this way, by the time you're done with the dressings, the soup is already cool. The chicken's already ready to go in the fridge and be packaged up. So it's really getting you to think smart and strategically in the kitchen. It makes so much sense. And I feel like this is great for the person who is already an organized person and likes structure in their life. And they like to plan. They like to plan ahead. They like to have their kids on a schedule if you have a family. Um, so I think, I mean, yes, it's great for people who are unorganized too, cause it gives them a system, but I could see the person who really likes to plan, but doesn't know how to cook or how to put meals together, that that would be like super helpful for them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the hope. And that's really what I want the book to be 
all about is just making your life simple and using it any way you want. So if you don't want to bang out a whole meal prep for the entire week, if you're going out for two nights of the week, if you're traveling midweek, I want you to be able to open up the book, figure out what you do want to cook. Maybe you want to make a chicken and use it in two different ways throughout the week. Or maybe you just want to make one batch of broccoli and turn it into egg rolls and use it as a grain bowl the next day. So I really wanted it to be a great resource for uh, just busy people. And then I even have a whole section in the back, which is all about repurposing leftovers. So if you have leftover rice, I'm showing you how to take that leftover rice and turn it into a great breakfast, turn it into, um, you know, right, grain porridge and turn it into rice cake. So there's so many different ways to use what you have and creatively turn it into something completely new and fresh. So let's say that there's someone who has literally never meal prepped before. Um, what's like, what's like the first actionable step that they can take? So I think the first thing is setting up your kitchen for success. So I'm actually going live on Amazon on Sun uh, on Tuesday. We're doing like a little virtual launch party and I'm going to be talking about all my essential kitchen tools that I highly recommend having. And I don't, you don't need anything fancy, but there's certain things that I have and I've had for years that I use on a daily basis that really just help get tons of flavor or they help make prepping easier or faster. So Things like an extra large sheet pan. You could fit so much more roasted vegetables on an extra large sheet pan and also takes up, it really utilizes your oven space. You're able to fit more in there at the same time. So things like that, um, that really help you, you know, get in and out of the kitchen faster and prep uh, more efficiently. So I think that's step one is just setting yourself up for success with just your kitchen tools and what you have in your space, setting it all up. Wait, so an extra large sheet pan? Oh, the best. Not, so, th- so this is bigger than just like a normal sheet Nobody pan? Nobody knows about the extra large sheet pan. I don't know when I came across this sheet pan, but it changed my life a couple years ago, and I have been obsessed ever since. USA Pan is the brand that makes it. We actually did a giveaway with them a couple days ago on my feed. And okay. they're bigger than a half sheet, like standard baking sheet. And it takes up not the full oven rack but close to it so you can fit like three or four heads of cauliflower on it at one time and it's it's the greatest for like a sheet pan dinner if you have a family if you're cooking for a crowd if you're meal prepping for the week you want to maximize those extra couple inches in your oven space because you get so much more in there so i i love that so much also an immersion yeah genius yeah that's g i need to get one i'm gonna put that in the show notes usa pan extra Extra large large. baking sheet yeah because i feel like sometimes well, I actually, the other day I was making roasted vegetables and I had like all different kinds of vegetables. I wanted to do like a bunch of different colors. And then I ran out of room after like three colors when I had three other vegetables I wanted to put on Extra there. Extra large so sheet pan. <laughs> I ended up with two sheet pans. I really just wanted to do one. Uh-huh. So I think I might have to yes, order it's, one of those. It's so, so good. And also an immersion blender is a tool that I'm obsessed with because you could really you don't have to dirty up a whole blender when you want to blend soup or if you want to make a sauce i use extra wide mouth or not extra wide wide mouth mason jars because the head of the immersion blender goes right in there so if you want to make a pesto or a sauce or a gremolata or whatever it may be you put it right into the jar you stick your head of the immersion blender and you just have to wash that one little piece and then you seal it and you store it in the fridge and then you could serve in there you could prep in there everything happens in that one jar so you're really saving on the cleanup as well, which is key because after a big meal prep, like you don't want to be left with so many dishes. <laughs> so smart. Okay. So we have extra large sheet pan, yep. immersion blender mm-hmm. in a wide mouth mason jar. So that's the, that's the other thing. I feel like people would be very surprised to know that I don't have an immersion blender. I just like, what? I just, 
How do you I blend? Use my Vitamix. I just use my Vitamix for everything, like making soup. I pour it in the Vitamix. I'm making a sauce. I pour it in the Vitamix. But I need an emergent blender because I'm always like transferring things yes. into my blender. And I think it would be so much easier if I it's kept so it in one place. much easier. So much easier and way less cleanup. Like I love my Vitamix and I use it to death. Like we make smoothies every morning. But I do kind of dread the cleanup because I'm the kind of person that doesn't wash it right away. I'll leave it in my sink and I have to look at it all day long. And... <laughs> You know, it just sits there. And also smoothies are hard to clean. Like I feel like when you leave it for a long time without washing it, it's impossible yeah. to clean. So you have to really get it right away. But an immersion blender is so great for soups and sauces. I love it. And what else? What about like special containers that people should have? Yeah. So find storage containers that work for you. I always recommend having glass storage containers. You could actually see what you have in your fridge. I'm not a labeler. If you are, by all means, label what you have, put the dates on there so you know. I just, I use glass because I could see and I just remember what I have. So that's fine. It works for me. But again, find a system that works for you. Um, I also like the Zwilling brand. They have these fresh and save containers. And even though I don't always like use the suction to suck all the air out, which you probably should because it helps keep food fresher. I just love their size containers. They have like some really good deep ones. And they also have this like really wide rectangular one that's like so great for rice and um, and proteins. It's they're such a great storage set. So I really enjoy those. Um, yeah, it's just about setting yourself up for success. So I think step one is just to buy all the things that are going to make your life easier and get you started on this kind of meal prepping journey. Um, and and then before you start a meal plan, I always recommend keeping a garbage can next to you so that you don't have to run back and forth to the garbage every five seconds. I also recommend taking out all, go through all the recipes and ingredients and pull out everything that you need so that once you get started, you can put your music on and you have everything laid out in front of you, like a mise en place, right? So like you literally have all of your ingredients ready to go. So it almost feels like a cooking show, um, but it just makes it more enjoyable to get your prep on because everything is just in front of you and ready to go. And it saves a lot of time because you're not running back and forth to the fridge or to the pantry and gets super messy. Totally. And then what about like cookware, like pots and pans? Do you have a, a favorite brand? Um, so I would say, I mean, I've had my, uh, I think it's Calphalon. Calphalon stainless steel. I've had them forever. So they're like a great staple that lasts forever. I feel like the nonstick pants, none of them really last forever. They last for a good like six months, maybe a year. But even if yeah. you get to a year, they won't look pretty by the end of the year, right? Do you also do ceramic? What do yeah. you What do you have at home? I do nonstick just because I can't stand things sticking in the pan. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, there are certain things like if if it has a lot of water, I don't mind it being in a nonstick pan. But yeah. generally, I'm using all nonstick. I have the caraway pans, yeah, same. Um, which I like, but I feel like they lose their nonstick a little bit over time. It's so funny because people always ask me, so how do you actually feel about caraway? Because I use them all the time because I have them and I think they're beautiful right when you get them. But the more you use them, the less nonstick they become. And they also tell you, like, don't use such high heat. Yes. But then if you don't use high heat, they stick. So what I've found is I, like, stop caring about what they look like. I heat the pan, like, piping, piping hot. Once it's super hot, nothing sticks to it. So it's like the opposite of what they recommended, even though it ruins the paint underneath and it looks ugly. Um, but that's my trick to getting like eggs to not stick and for it to actually work properly. But yeah, I think they're a great company. I love how they look. They work. They work. Occasionally. Yeah, no, they work. They do a good job. <laughs> they're finicky. They're, they're a little finicky, but they're, but they're great though. I love it. They're non-toxic. And as long as you learn the tips and tricks to actually use it properly, 
um they're great i like that they're non-toxic for sure totally my um so the bottom of my nonstick pants and this happens to regular pants too like when they get like the black on the bottom um from like all yeah. the food sticking mm-hmm. to them mm-hmm. my housekeeper showed me a little tip to use a steel wool sponge and to just like uh-huh. buff it out and it if you, you just be like very gentle with the steel wool and it takes all the the stuff off the bottom no yeah, you'll have, your pan will look brand new what that's a great tip okay i'm gonna try that sometimes i'll use baking soda like baking soda and salt to kind of get like some grittiness but it usually doesn't get off all of it it depends but it depends what's on there but yeah the pans are harder to clean so i'm gonna try that i guess being gentle with the steel wall <laughs> any other kitchen gadget or anything like utensils that would be like super helpful for a beginner meal prepper um i mean i think it's so basic but like a cutting board and a knife like I've gone to so many different cooking demos or I've cooked for people for holidays or for Passover as a private chef and I show up and they have a long like bread knife, like a serrated knife and I'm trying to make a butternut squash soup and I'm like, you cannot physically cut a butternut squash with a serrated bread knife. You're going to kill yourself and you're going to snap your knife in half. It just doesn't work. And I always recommend to people getting married when you're registering for products. You don't need a whole block of knives. It looks cute, but it takes up prime real estate in your kitchen. You will never use 50 snake knives. I don't care who you are and how much steak you eat. You need one or two good chef knives, and they don't have to be that good. They don't have to be $500. They could literally be 100 bucks. I would say like 80 to 100 bucks. So it's not like cheap, cheap, but like it'll last you. Keep it sharp. I just buy those, um, I think it's J.A. Henkel's. They have like those two little slits where you yeah. go through just to sharpen it. I don't have a special like stone. I don't do anything fancy like that. I just run it through the two slits on that J. Henkel's knife sharpener. And that's it. That's how I keep them sharp. Using a sharp knife, you're less likely to cut yourself. Would you agree? I mean, oh, I feel like when I'm sawing 100%. with a dull knife. Yes. Yeah. So don't be afraid to go sharp. I like, we went to my mother-in-law's place the other day and she's cutting a sweet potato with the most dull knife and they have like nice cutco knives they just hadn't gotten them sharpened in a while and she's like literally like the knife is just like uh moving all over the place because it can't cut through the potato and i'm like you're gonna cut yourself please sharpen your knives i was like worried for her i'm like this is not i think it's like one a safety thing of like you need the sharp knife so you don't cut yourself but also it's just like frustrating Mm -hmm. like i think the cooking process is so much more seamless when it's easy to cut through your vegetables totally knife skills are so important you don't be the fanciest but you need to feel comfortable chopping and dicing and that's you also become so much more efficient in the kitchen which is why for my cookbook launch party so basically if you've pre-ordered the book you not only get access to the pdf with like six different recipes early but you also get access to this virtual um, launch party that we're doing end of september and so we're going to talk about all these things like all the essential tips and tricks to get you started on this meal prepping journey and we're going to go through all my essential knife skills because that is the number one things that people are asking me about is like how do you cut that how do i cut this how do you cut a pepper like that that's such a cool way of cutting it that seems so efficient and it's true though like if you are able to cut things properly you will enjoy cooking a lot more like i find it very therapeutic to cut i love it i love it too but you have to know what you're doing you have to have a knife that's sharp enough you have to have a nice steady uh cutting board um and yeah, you just really need to practice. Like it takes a lot learning the skills and then just putting it to practice. So going through a bunch of different onions and chopping them all up and then you could throw them in the freezer so you could use them at a later time. But get that practice in because it will really help you for the rest of your life. 
Totally. So let's kind of recap. So someone's starting out, they have their immersion blender, they have the large baking sheet, good cutting board, a big cutting board. I, I would assume that you have a pretty sizable one. Um, so it's funny because I used to have the booze blocks, but okay. I found them so, they were too big. too big. I didn't like that didn't fit in my sink. I didn't like how big and bulky it was and how annoying it was to wash all the time. Um, so I ended up, I, I manufactured a cutting board actually a couple months ago called the Prep and Rally Board, which is on Amazon. And it's the perfect size, I think. It's like larger than your standard cutting board, but it's not as big as the booze block. And it's also not so thick and heavy. So you're able to move it around your kitchen and it also has a handle in it. So you're able to lift up your onions and move it right to your pan and like push the onions right in. So it helps you get around the kitchen easily. And the handle also has a slit in it, which doubles as a phone holder. So you're able to follow along with your recipes or your video, whatever you're watching and cook while you are watching. I love so, that. I mean, I obviously am biased, but I think that that's the ultimate cutting board um, because I really, I was, I've been cooking for so long, cooking for clients and I've used so many different cutting boards and I have yet to find one that I find was a perfect size, the perfect uh, heaviness and the perfect weight. Um, and something that I really enjoyed using that I could get around the kitchen. Because once you chop your onions, to be able to scoop them up and get them across the other side of the kitchen to your pan, it's much easier if you could just lift it up. So um, so find something that works for you. Buy a couple things. Return a couple things if you need. Make sure that you're happy and comfortable in your space because you're the one that's going to be cooking, right? So don't listen to necessarily anybody else. See what works for you. Modify it to make it work and to make your cooking experience enjoyable because that's what it comes down to you're not going to do it if you hate it right it's like working out when you wear cute new shoes you have a cute new outfit you feel more motivated and excited to do it so that's sort of what i say like get yourself set up and all prepped to get going put on your music make it fun you know get a buddy to come help you or your spouse or get your kids to help you out and do it together and make it a fun experience so what about the grocery store what what day do you recommend doing that in relation to the day you're prepping yeah, so on prepandrally.com, I, I always say to go, basically we send out the new menu every single Wednesday. So you have between Wednesday and Sunday to look through it, modify it any way you need, um, get all your groceries that are ordered or make your list. We have lists on there that you can modify, but if you're tweaking it um, for the next few days. And then I always place a grocery order. I do everything online. I avoid the grocery store at all costs. I let go if I need like some specialty things. Uh, but for the most part, if I don't have to go to the grocery store, I am a way more efficient person, right? Like you're saving a good hour or two hours between driving and parking and running around like a crazy person. I would rather sit here on my computer, click, 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 and then have it show up at my door, even if it costs an extra nine or $10. To me, like time is money. And it's going to make the whole experience way less stressful because that's one component that I could just outsource. Okay, so you do grocery delivery. I don't know. I don't think I would have guessed that about you. It's funny because I feel like most food industry people, chefs like to pick out their own things. And I get that. I hear it. But I also hear not having the time <laughs> because I'm just so busy. And I have so much going on. I have three kids. It's just hectic. So it also keeps me, you know, it, it makes me stay committed to it. So I feel like if I'm ordering my groceries on a Saturday night and I know that they're coming on Sunday, they're coming. There's nothing I could do about it. So like they're going to show up at my door. I'm going to have to do something with them. I'm going to bang on my meal prep. It's going to happen. So it kind of motivates me and keeps me accountable and helps me just bang it out and do it. Um, yeah. Are there times where I like to pick things out for sure? And are there times that the grocery order will come and like 
the salad, the lettuce, lettuce looks strange or the tomatoes are a little bit soft. That totally happens. But most of these apps are really good about return. So if something comes and it's not good quality, they'll give you a full refund and it is what it is. But thankfully, I haven't had too many, too many mess ups in the past. So that's been good. Okay, so you're order or you personally you're ordering groceries on Saturday night to then prep on Sunday. Yeah. I'll usually do it Saturday night, have it come Sunday. Either I'll prep it Sunday morning. It depends. Every Sunday's kind of different. Sometimes I'll do Sunday morning, sometimes I'll do it in the afternoon when the kids are at a birthday party, I'll bang it out quickly. Sometimes I'll do it in the evening when they're sleeping. Other times when Sunday is so busy and we want to go out for a full day and I'm exhausted, I'll just order the groceries on either Saturday night or Sunday. And then I'll prep it on Monday when they're all in school. The house is quiet and calm and I could just do my thing and bang it out. And it's just putting in that one hour or however long it's going to take you, which should be close to an hour, especially once you get efficient in the kitchen and your knife skills um, really improve. It should take you about an hour. That hour is going to save you so many more hours throughout the week of running around and running to different grocery stores every day to pick up this one thing from the grocery store for this dinner and to pick up the chicken for that dinner. And you're so efficient. You've literally shopped once for the week. You've prepped everything that you need. And even if you want to cook everything as you go through the week, Monday through Thursday, at least having all your groceries ready to go and shopped for and know what you're having for dinner every single night of the week, just that alone will save you so much time. So really switch it up, make it work for you. Um, and it's all about just making your life simple. That's what I say. There are no rules. Cheat as much as you want. If you want to buy a rotisserie chicken and then use that to make the tacos and make the enchiladas, go for it. You know what I mean? Like there are no, there's no cheating here. Like do what you need to survive and keep the tiny humans alive. That's a direct quote from my book. <laughs> yes. Whatever you got to do yeah. to, to keep the kids fed. This all makes sense. I, I'm like, I'm picturing my audience most actually most of my audience is not vegan they're just like into making plant-based meals but let's say let's talk to the people who follow me who are vegan and are plant-based um because i know for me like i'm going to use your book just for all the tangible tips and the system and you know what if i'm using your recipes just you know change out a tofu for a chicken or whatever it is but let's just maybe let's take a couple of your meals and will you explain how to like how to make them plant-based Definitely. So with every single meal plan, I really wanted this book to work for everyone because there's so many different picky eaters and diets and uh, nut allergies and just different preferences, vegan, vegetarian. So at the front of every single meal plan, I take you through what this week's menu is going to be. And then I have a whole page dedicated to the notes and swaps for that week's meal prep. So a whole way to uh, prep smart, how to prep it more kid friendly, how to make it gluten free or lighten it up and how to prep it vegetarian. So I gave you lots of different ways to modify it. So like, for example, this menu, instead of making the brisket, um, you could either do just some refried beans to put in there. You could add the sweet potatoes from, you know, another page from the book instead. You could do the coleslaw with guacamole. So there's always different ways to make it happen. You could also use jackfruit. So I really wanted to consider everybody so that this book could really be a resource for any kind of diet. And it's really about just getting you to think creatively and smart because that's what I always like to do. And this way, no matter which cookbook you're looking at, you'll always be able to modify to make it work for you. So like if you're looking at a chicken recipe, you're like, oh, that's not going to work for me. I'm vegetarian. But no, maybe like the onions, all the other roasted vegetables in it and the spice blend that's in it, that could still work for you. But just take the chicken out and add tofu instead. So we're giving you like all those tools to be able to think creatively and, and remember that you can make it work for you. You just have to know how to do that. For sure. And I think at the end of the day, like what I want my audience to know is like 
you'd be giving them a system to be efficient and to save time in the kitchen and to Mm -hmm. enjoy cooking while also at the same time not slaving away, which I think is the most important. And again, you can apply that to any meal that you're making. Exactly. And we actually have a whole, there's 10 brand new meal plans in the book. And one of them is actually fully vegetarian with a lot of vegan in there as well. Um, So we have these really fun like artichoke and pepper um, fajitas, Yum. which are so good. And like originally I thought of it because an artichoke bottom, have you ever seen artichoke bottoms? Yeah. They sell them like in the freezer section in some grocery stores. So if you cut that into thin strips, it could kind of look like chicken and it kind of has that mouthfeel where it's like kind of chewy. Um, so that's kind of where I got the idea from when we were shooting the book. They didn't realize that I wanted to use the artichoke bottoms. They just bought regular like like the canned kind. Um, but I was like, it's fine. It looks really pretty. And I feel like either way, it's still so delicious. But that's kind of where I got that idea from. It's like thinking about, OK, what has that same kind of general texture, the same look as chicken? Um and it's all just so creative. And that's why I love food. It's all so creative. I mean, your recipes are so insanely delicious. And you're, I salivate just listening to your voice and watching you taste you. your food. I love your videos. Ugh. Thank you. You've really you've done such a good well, job. Well, by the time this episode comes out, your book is going to be, I mean, your book's available for pre-order now, but your book's going to officially be in yeah. stores. Um, can you tell everyone how and where they can get your book? Yeah, it's so crazy. So you get the book on Amazon. You can go into any Barnes and Nobles. Um, a lot, all the small bookstores are going to have them. All the mom and pop stores and Target online, Walmart online. Hopefully, in store soon as well. So, um, yeah. So keep checking back. Be sure to follow me at Prep and Rally. I'll keep posting on there where you can get everything from as as it all comes up. Aren't you so excited, Danielle, for all of this to happen? Oh, so excited! No, I'm so excited um well thank you so much for being on everyone go run and get the prep and rally book you're going to love it and make sure to follow Deanie on social media um, because she posts a lot of recipes and tangible tips on there too so so yeah thank thank you you. for having me sending you so much love thank you so much thank you